This is IGN. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Joaquin Phoenix puts the complex into Napoleon complex. This is your IGN review of Napoleon by A.A. Dowd. Imagine how Napoleon Bonaparte would feel if he could somehow learn the definition of Napoleon complex. The French commander who conquered half of Europe was subjected to plenty of cracks about his height in his own lifetime, but he didn't live nearly long enough to see his name reduced to a pseudo-psychological shorthand. The indignity continues unabated with Napoleon, a lavish, pricey Hollywood tour of Bonaparte's biggest military and political accomplishments that also happens to be a half-comic character study of an insecure weirdo overcompensating for something. There are few short jokes, but almost all of the humor is at the expense of a man small and much more than stature. Make no mistake, Napoleon often does fit the profile of a standard historical epic, at least in the broad strokes. The film spans several decades, from its subject's rise to power straight through to his final ignoble days in exile, dramatizing many of the major Wikipedia bullet points in between. And with Ridley Scott behind the camera, one can count on seeing the Emperor's most famous tactical victories recreated on a gigantic canvas, grand in scale and bloody in detail. But the fulcrum of this history lesson, the idiosyncratic center of the movie, is Joaquin Phoenix's performance in the title role. He really takes the great man out of the great man biopic, inserting a horny dweeb in his place. The script by David Scarpa, who wrote Scott's earlier All the Money in the World and his forthcoming Gladiator sequel, opens in 1793 with the French Revolution. Once fitted for a crown, Marie Antoinette, wordlessly played by Catherine Walker, is fitted for the guillotine. Into the void steps Phoenix's Napoleon, a 24-year-old Corsican artillery commander whose keen intellect for strategy is eclipsed only by his career aspirations. On the battlefield and in the political arena, he is a creature of opportunity, always seeking advantage. Eventually, he will parlay his military conquests to a seat in the throne as emperor. Scott gallops through the career milestones, but slows to a trot whenever the man's libido is inflamed. Much of Napoleon revolves around his romance with Josephine, Vanessa Kirby, the widowed beauty he eventually marries. Their courtship is its own kind of battle, a struggle for power fought through coaxed declarations of faith and need. You would be nothing without me, he makes her declare, right before Scott cuts to Josephine demanding the same words from him later. There is a touch of sex comedy in their interactions, alternately starring a boy obedient to his mother lover and a teenager pumping away at jackrabbit speed. 
The movie frames much of the action through Napoleon's letters to Josephine, read in voiceover, which has the effect of linking all his choices to his feelings of ardor and jealousy, a reductive but dramatically persuasive reading. Phoenix, as ever, folds psychology into physicality. He looks initially like a totem of repression, clenched tighter than his uniform. Again, the height thing is not overemphasized. That's low-hanging fruit, beneath artists of Phoenix's and Scott's reputation. This Napoleon is more emotionally stunted, another boy-man on the spectrum of arrested development the star has continuously constructed. In him, you can see the immaturity of Freddie Quell and Arthur Fleck and Bo Wasserman. At times, he is like a child doing an impression of adult sternness. The movie gets big laughs out of his lapses in self-awareness, how he doth protest too much on matters of his own insecurity and ambition. The conniption fits are especially inspired, too. You think you're so great because you have boats, he impotently bellows at the Brits, his naval superiors. In between the comedy of manners, Scott orchestrates panoramas of visceral mayhem, a greatest hits of Napoleonic warfare staged through slow motion, CGI, and big crowds of extras. He gives us the cracking ice misfortune of the Battle of Austerlitz and the vast, smoking landscape enormity of Waterloo. We see the size of the armies, the damage cannonballs can do to bodies, both human and equine. All of this is as technically impressive as one might expect from a Hollywood filmmaker fond of spending mountains of money on live-action games of risk. If the battles aren't quite immersive, they put you in the balcony instead of the trenches, that's maybe appropriate for a portrait of a leader who saw the men under him as grist for the machine of war. It's telling that the movie lavishes little attention upon strategy or tactical genius, and no rousing celebration on the aftermath of victory. It does keep a tally of the dead, however— a rising casualty list that puts the man's legacy in daunting statistical terms. Abel Gantz, in his silent 1927 biodrama, needed more than five hours to tell only a portion of Napoleon's story. Budgetary concerns sank his vision for sequels that would capture the whole saga. Scott covers the entire scope of his career in under three. As historical theater, his Napoleon is streamlined to a fault, squashing some 30 years into a supercut of incident, all of which to say, it's hardly surprising that the director has a longer version in the chamber, a la his similarly sweeping kingdom of heaven. It's hard to shake the suspicion that a four-hour Napoleon might be richer and, maybe, paradoxically lighter on its feet. It would probably breathe more than this all-highlights cut, which feels rather impersonal in its ticking off of dates, names, and places. But in its more intimate moments, it peeks behind the curtain of textbook history. The movie flirts with something funnier and weirder, a veritable roast of royalty, taking special delight in the romantic and professional humiliations visited upon one of Europe's, nay, humanity's most famous figures. It's as if Scott rewatched his own Gladiator, the film that put a love of old-world bloodshed into him, and realized that the most interesting character wasn't Maximus, but Phoenix's vain, bitter Commodus. His Napoleon is what it looks like when you build a whole towering drama around the fragile ego of such a scoundrel. And in the disparity between Napoleon's impact and his inherent smallness, the movie gets at the complexes shaping today's halls of power. In the shadow of Bonaparte, little men continue to inflict their inadequacy on the world. Ridley Scott returns to the old-world battlefields and feudal intrigue of his Oscar-winning gladiator, with a decades-spanning biopic of the French tactician who conquered half of Europe. As a historical epic, Napoleon is handsome but a little impersonal, 
you can really feel the absence of texture lost in getting it down under three hours. But between the textbook bullet points, a very funny anti-great man biopic peeks through, thanks largely to Joaquin Phoenix's performance as a Bonaparte who's more boy than man. Napoleon's IGN score? Seven. Thanks for listening to IGN. My name is Tony Jackson, and for the latest Napoleon updates, visit us at IGN.com. Spoken Layer Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more— and they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.